Hey everyone and welcome back to Demon Slayer Chronicles, a weekly Demon Slayer podcast where each and every week we bring you everything you need to know about every episode of the anime alongside its characters, lore, and so much more. I am your host, Andrew Nimsgern, and I have James Graham and Dylan Beal with me today. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good. We got some good fight episodes up ahead, so I'm excited. I, 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 love, I love a good fight, so. I feel like, I, okay, I feel like I need a new question. I say, how are you guys doing every single episode? You do. So we're, we're always doing good. We're always excited. Yeah. We're always doing good. Obviously, that's why we're here talking. We're always excited about the show. So that's going to be my goal for next episode is I'm not going to ask how you guys are doing because I frankly don't really care. I don't think our <laughs> listeners care. They, so, they 100% they care know. about how we're doing. Do they? they know we're tired when we record morning episodes. They know that much. But other than that, like oh, th- this is this is an evening yeah, episode. So you, you all are in for a treat. Yeah, you get, you, you get so energetic. Yeah, Dylan tonight. He's, yeah, Dylan's on a different level of time. That's not always a good thing. But you're not here to listen to all that. You're here to listen to us talk about Demon Slayer. So why don't we jump right into the rigmarole roll and get going on the episode? Yeah, we're still a relatively new podcast. Make sure you tell all your friends about us and leave a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Yeah, if you have any, if you have any additional like uh, segment suggestions or question, comments, or concerns for us, hit us up over on the Popped Off Twitter at popped underscore off or email us at contact at poppedoff.com. And with that, let's jump into the episode nine recap, Tamari Demon and Arrow Demon, which I just have to say, really good job on the episode naming, guys. That's definitely <laughs> above and beyond what this is going to yeah. be. Tamari Demon and Arrow Demon. All right. Uh, Sushimaru, uh, Suzumaru slash the Tamari Demon, to make that clear, obviously, um, uses two Tamari balls to destroy the protection barrier around the house and then continues to destroy the house with the Tamari balls. Um, Nezuko takes the wounded human down to the basement while Tanjiro goes out to face both the demons, learning that he is the main target of the demons. Suzumaru claims that she and her companion are two of the 12 Kazuki, slash 12 moons, um, which are the most powerful demons and directly under Muzan. Suzumaru grows two more sets of arms and multiplies her Tamari so that she has six and continues to attack. Tanjiro struggles to dodge all of them as they are able to swerve mid-air and have no real understandable trajectory. Um, Yushiro tells uh, Tanjiro that to just dodge arrows, but he mentions he can't see him. So Yushiro, uh, Yushiro puts a blood art spell on him so that he can finally see Yahaba's uh, telekinetic arrows. Nezo goes out to attack Yahaba, Yahaba um, which makes him lose concentration and makes the Tamara balls less powerful and gives Tanjiro the, slight, the chance to cut off Suzumaru's uh, arms. However, Suzum, uh, Suzumaru regrows her arms and Yahaba... <laughs> Um, uses his telekinesis um, powers to knock the siblings into each other. Um, and now Tanjiro turns his focus to Tahaba and Nezuko fights Suzumaru. Yahaba throws Tanjiro across the courtyard and he's barely able to get close while Yushiro turns invisible and begins fighting Suzumaru. And then, God, these names are just something else. I'm just going back and forth between these two. And I don't feel like I'm saying that bad, but it's just annoying going back and forth between the two. So I'm calling them Arrow and Tamari from here on because I say them so many times. Um, while Nezuko fights Tamari, um, Arrow throws Tanjiro across the courtyard, but he's barely able to get close. Yushiro turns invisible and begins to fight Tamari. And then Tamiro is recognized as a fugitive, so they also make sure to bring her in and make her a main target. Nezuko loses the leg when trying to kick one of the Tamari balls. 
um, while Arrow is continuing to use his arrows to throw Tanjiro around the courtyard, making it incredibly hard and tiring Tanjiro out. Eventually, however, Tanjiro uses his whirlpool form to move the arrows without touching them and then decapitates Arrow. And that is how the episode ends, and I am so glad I transitioned to calling him Arrow and Tamari. But, another big fight episode. We had nothing but pretty much a fight episode so far. We're not done there, but we're halfway since one of the two demons are done. How are we feeling about the fight? How do we feel about the episode? What do we think about the demons? Just give me your thoughts. I thought it was a little wild. Like, uh, I, I think the turn on, like, us, like, figuring out what was actually happening with the power was was an interesting thing. Um, and I don't know. I thought, um, I thought the arrow, the sight thing was, was very different. Like, I definitely wasn't expecting that. Like, and I want to know, I guess, more about the mechanics of it. Like, why are these arrows, like, only being able to be seen by demons do they have to be arrows like are are, are the arrows just representation of like the force that he's seeing or are these like literal weird arrows that are just flying around like i i have a lot of questions i think these are literal arrows of motion that are actually flying out of his hands and that's like that's how tanjiro is able to cut him at the end of the episode that he uses these arrows of force that he uses his sword to move them without touching them, which I don't understand how that works. How can you use a sword to move something without touching it, but uses that power of these arrows of motion? Because he uses it with the water that comes out of his sword, because the water is real and it's there. I see. So, okay, so we're getting this topic right away, because again, I want to make it known that I am moving more towards Dylan's sides, where I don't think the water's there, because the... Arrow, they mention the arrows. Like, you have to see the arrows with a special power, and they talk about the actual arrows. Just dodge the arrows. But no one ever makes mention to the actual water. The argument, to my point, is how do you move arrows that you talk about and can see without water, but it's the only thing that no one ever acknowledges. So it's literally counter-contradicting each other in that same moment. Yeah, because wouldn't, wouldn't like, uh, you know, like, the good demons would ever be like... Oh wow, this this demon slayer is very strong. He has water abilities. Yes. Or something to that effect cuz they can see it. Cuz if they can see the arrows, then they ought to be able to see his power. And if he has a power, does that mean his power is a demon power? Cuz only the demons have that power that you need the thing to see. So what is his power that he has as the water? But he, he he's and uh, when I was reading through Reddit oh, posts, here we go. Traditional swordsmanship is based off different like forms of animals and things such as that. So there's tiger stances and all that kind of stuff. But they don't obviously show actual tigers. So they're taking that idea and transferring it over to how you move and attack more or less following the flow of Well, elements. That's not, that's not so just I, swordsmanship. That's like martial arts. It is a, yeah, it's martial, martial arts. That's what yeah. I mean. But tradi- traditional fighting has that kind of thing. And that's where they're doing it. But they're just making the show more beautiful by transferring over to the water. So I agree on Dylan's point. But it still doesn't answer the question of how he uses a swinging sword's motion without touching it. Unless he's literally swinging his sword so hard with his increased power. He's changing the atmosphere around him and absorbing these arrows. Like, that's the one part it doesn't explain. But everything else contradicts water being seen. Here's what I was thinking of that. Is that um, there was a scene of where, like, uh, the arrows are, like, wrapped around him. And they're, like, like, twisting him almost. And he's... yeah, he spins in the same direction, and, like, having both of the forces go kind of untangles them because he's going with the force that time. So, what I think was happening with the... But it was actually touching Tanjiro. This is a sword. He says, without... I need to move my sword without touching these arrows. 
no 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 and that's and that's how like he did the spin thing and when he does the spin thing the force of him spinning around is going with the force of everything else spinning around or so he's not touching it because it's kind of like a like a, a, a force. or the arrows got caught in the current of the water coming from the sword and then was manipulated by the current because the current but they're thin what? But they're inc- they're incredibly thin arrows. Like they they like like they wouldn't get caught in the water even if it was real. Well, water we don't know we we they... don't know the density of them though, right? Like we know we know the we know how impactful they are, but we don't know actually how dense these are. They yeah, but they're flying through the air, and I mean if they're like this, if they're like razor thin. Yeah, but I mean the same. Then... But paper and metal can be both razor thin and have different densities. Okay, let, let's bring yeah, it. Yeah. Let's wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If metal is, ra- is razor yep. thin, you'd be able to just psh, like crack it and break it. Yeah, but you could you could tear paper easier though. So there is a di- there is yeah yeah no but but we we've seen that he can't tear through. The no, so that would because he tried this right. It. So that would assume that they're super dense. Because you can't. Yes, and you wouldn't get caught up if you're really dense. If anything, you would stay stationary. Because if you're going fast, you're super dense. You have momentum. If you if you t- if like if you're if you're something super thin, uh-huh. right? And you're going uh-huh. forward, and there's water. You're just gonna it's just gonna go straight through the water. Unless, well, there's a bunch of them though, and we don't know how much force he's using either. We know it's a lot. Cause a lot. Of, uh, we know it's a lot. So of force. It could, could I don't I don't think it'd be caught up. You in don't water. think? I don't know, man. The sword's got, the sword's think. making water. I don't think that happens either. And it but doesn't. It doesn't matter because there is the no water's water. there, dude. The water is a hundred percent there. All I want to say is it's okay. huge. It's huge that Andrew agrees with me because Andrew specifically goes against what I say all the time. So this is big. Yep. Let's bring this in because we know we're going to continue to talk about this every week. I apologize. I'm going to take this conversation, but they never address it in the show. So we need to talk about it here. I think this is the one point that James can stand on because there's no explanation of how to move things without touching them with a sword. But everything else contradicts the argument of that. So let's end it there. We'll more than likely talk about it next episode and a couple episodes from here on out. We're we'll ended. <laughs> okay. There. All right. We good I'm with that? With it. I can. I can. I can. Until we get it. Until we get another piece or another fact, another piece. Of I, the I agree. I we will count this as a win for me and shelve it for nope. now. <laughs> nope. I. If anything, this is a win Woo! for James. But whoa, 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 whoa. A win for oh, James? Yeah. You came over to it my leads, side because of this episode. That's not a win for James. But there's no expl- there's no explanation of the arrows moving. They just that that's it's just there's no explanation anime. that they can see the arrows, but they can't see the water. There's no explanation of the water either, but here we are. Yes. But I think this one leans more towards that. But the general logic of a show that they're building, it makes more sense for you, Dylan. And we just need more facts to bring James over. I will bring you over in due yeah, time. I'll wait for it, buddy. All right. All right, all right. So let's go back to the episode. So he introduced both these demons, like just in general, not talking about moving the arrows. But what did you think about both of their demon arts or just demon powers? I I like the girl a lot. She just she has a bunch of arms and she throws the tamari balls real hard. It's sick. The uh, the uh, like uh, just to go back to like uh, like Dylan said initially, like the arrow demon like is just like it's so different aesthetically. You know what I mean? Like you see you see a ton of like in like a ton of anime. Regardless of really the genre of like characters using weird objects like you know to their like to their advantages like she's using tamari balls right but I mean we never see somebody using something so unique as like force represented in a literal arrow you know what I mean so like it's so it's just so it's so kind of like out in left field that it's really like it's really refreshing like I I really he was my favorite out of the two of them 
he he's just a jojo's kid i mean probably but <laughs> it's it, it's just it's like one of those things of like the power is like weird and abstract and like yeah it kind of makes sense i guess but it's it's definitely different it's not something as tangible and it doesn't it's it's not as tangible as i can grow more arms yeah yeah but i mean so so we learned in the taisho secret at the end of the actual show that they met on their way there that they had never worked together before so do you feel like the tamari's um power is actually good without arrows i think it's i think it's probably way more i way think more like uh like re- direct it's straightforward like it, it can be easily countered yeah because the ball is just going really fast at you if you dodge it she's just super strong that's all all it is is a power quirk power well, well no it, it's it. it's like an addition yeah. like making the tamari balls appear is an addition i think the real power is having six arms that are like yes, buff but it's shit. a power buff it's shit, yeah, yeah. It, it's it, yeah it's like an it's but, an extra thing which I think it's it's good because we clearly see it destroy stuff. So I think yes. the average thing, it does the yeah, job. Yeah, I think. But I mean, like, do you think Tanjiro ever would have been able to get hit by one of these balls? Even if there's six of them, if the arrows weren't I, there. Like, if he can read the trajectory, that's so easy to dodge because they only go straight for you. So if you just jump really yeah. high, you dodge them. Yeah, I think I think she was the weakest one. Yeah, I think, like, yeah. That I think their powers complement each mm-hmm. other really cool. And that arrows, as you see, almost kills Tanjiro by himself. And I agree. Like that, I think that's really cool showing that, like, just how powerful these demons are and how instantly they work together without ever really knowing each other before this. Yeah, you get that. You get that synergy like right off the bat. I think. Uh, I do. I don't think she's definitely like. I, like I think probably other characters outside of Tanjiro. I'd assume like maybe like not demon slayers that are doing what Tanjiro does because we've already agreed that Tanjiro is a bit of an outlier. But he's a main character, so of course he's gonna be a bit of an outlier. But she, like, I mean, she harnesses like a lot of destructive force as well, right? So, I mean, we see with what happened with Nezuko, just on top of this as well. Like, this is the first episode we actually see Nezuko get injured. Like, this is like this, like when that first happened, I was like, oh, this is a big deal. This is like, it's just getting, it's just getting real, right? Um, like we see that like it, it, like there's that much destructive force behind it, so. I don't want to. I don't, like. I, I do agree that Arrow is definitely the two, like the more powerful of the two. But he's definitely not as hand to hand capable. We see that as well as soon as you kind of close the distance, he's not too good up front. But I mean, he definitely he's. But it's impossible to ex- close the ex- distance on, which we've seen the second right. Half but episode. I mean, he is susceptible to ambush though, right? Where Tamari could probably hold yes. her own a little better, right? So, um. But yeah, no, really cool that like I mean, and I like that they threw that in at the end too that they've never met before. And then that he just kind of like sync this up, and I think that's definitely more credit to Arrow than Tamari that he was just like, oh, I can make this way way better. Let me just make these things go where they need to go, and this will this will help out. So actually, fun little fact: um, I really don't watch the Taisho Secrets because the the place where I watch it, it just cuts them off. It just cuts them off at the end completely. So every once in a while, I have to go to YouTube and go to a video that says. D- demon slayer all taisho secrets uh part and one. you just gotta like slowly start like moving through it oh my god dude um okay so yeah so we're going through both of that um so we're also introduced to the idea of the 12 kazuki slash 12 moons if you're watching in the dub which is also a very big con no no actually they they say they say that one time they say the the 12 oh, right. demon moons and then they randomly just go uh, okay, we're, we take it back. We're going to call it Mikizuki again, I guess. Okay, so they do call them the Demon Moons in the one time. show, even one, in, the, one, in the sub. In, in the dub, they call it one time, and then they switch back. So just to call them Kazuki? Really? 
Yeah, yeah. They start the first. I think the first time they say that word, they use like demon moons or whatever, and then afterwards, they just call it Kizuki going forward. I don't yeah, know why. Weird. Didn't we talk about that last week? Didn't they change the name on something last week too? Oh, we we, we, talk, we talked about how something. they bounced between calling them demon hunters and demon slayers. Yeah, that's right. They used, they called them demon hunters once, and then demon slayers. Yeah, I think I, th- I think there's like, been it was very yeah weird. like I think they've they've bumped up now that like uh, now that like we brought it up. I was actually starting to like actively look for it. They do say demon hunter more than I thought, but it's still like an alarmingly oh. low amount. That I was like, just shows called demon slayer, called them demon slayers, right? Like, yeah. Wait, and, and you guys are referencing the sub subtitles? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. And and yeah, so whenever I'm referencing it, I just just for everyone mm. else, um I'm referencing the dub and how the dub does it and they're referencing the sub. Um yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so that's a cool yeah, we do yeah, they I might might have mentioned the blast up, but I don't even remember anymore. But yep, so we learned that these are the twelve demons that are the closest to uh, Muzan and that um Tamio wants Tanjiro to go out and get the blood from these to help try to cure Nezko. So that's kind of a big deal there that the two of them just stumbled onto him. Um, I so love this. It- I, 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 lo- I love this concept, though, because, like, I don't know. It's it's like a shonen concept that... It I, gave it just- me Bleach vibes. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. It's like Bleach vibes. So many shows give me Bleach vibes. I think it's the same thing about um, Fire Force mm. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, there's so many shows that just give me the Bleach vibes because Bleach did it first, and that was the first show that I watched that had the idea. But I love that. Like, that's an idea that never gets sick. Just understanding, like... It makes it very clear. So, like, when you walk into a fight and they're like, you're number seven. I'm like, shit, <laughs> this is going to be an incredible fight. And there's still going to be people six higher than you. And I can't wait to those. And you know you don't fight them all. So, I know it's just such a, um, like, just a normal shonen thing. But I never hate it. Because it's always cool. The demons always get cooler. They always find a way to build up the hype the next one. And we don't, we don't learn their numbers in this episode. So, again, this could be number one and two from all we know. And they're going to bother to get their ass kicked. Or it could be... 12 and 11 we have no idea yeah i really like it because i i like when the show sets out clear goals like we're gonna fight these 12 things and then we're gonna fight moves on like i love that kind of stuff like that's because it because it gets you it gets you super yeah. hyped and hooked on it yeah i mean like it's like it like it makes it linear but it's like the best linear you could have because you're like oh i know exactly what i'm getting into this is already sick i don't and they don't do they it in yeah. order to which is always yeah, exactly nice. right it's it's like it's linear but non-linear at the same time right it's cool so yeah, so we have that. Um, Nezuko loses her leg. It's um, we don't really touch more on that. But yeah, again, like James said, this is the first time seeing her get injured. Um, anything else we want to talk about with this episode? I feel like this is a good first half to fight. Don't yeah, worry. I, I wanted to talk about the leg thing really quickly. Um, I'm very, I, I, I'm, I, I want to see how this situation plays out when there isn't like a super sick demon doctor around to just be like. I don't worry. I, I got you. Yeah. It's like, how how long does she have to sleep to recover from something like that? Because we know she has to sleep for a while. Because last time she was injured, she slept for like two years, yeah. and that wasn't that bad. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So like, I wonder if her powers are maybe getting better, so like the sleep isn't as intensive. Or I, I I'm very interested to see how that plays out. Yeah, that that's that's definitely a really cool point. Yeah, and I I agree to that because this is the first time. Um, we see her get injured. We have no idea how it's going to re- recover there and all that. So, yeah, that's a really good point. And I think we talk about it a little bit more in next episode, too, when that kind of follows up on that, just because I know all three of us have watched that. But we'll save that after a conversation for the mm-hmm. next episode. But with that, do you guys want to jump to the topic of the week? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. So this isn't something related to the first the actual episode, but 
we're what nine episodes in now. We I want to just kind of talk about the comedy and action kind of combination of the show and how that's kind of balanced out. How you guys are feeling about that? I feel like it's a show that has a little bit more comedy throughout the entire show. Just seeing it in general, but even through these first ten episodes, there's been a good amount of comedy in there. And do you feel like that's overpowering and distracts from the action sometimes? Do you feel like it's a really good balance, or just when I say when I ask this question, what goes through your head? So, um, at least from my perspective, maybe this is just coming off of us doing My Hero um, quite often. Like, we, we do another show for My Hero, similar, like, style. And I think I'm used to having very intense, like, episodes. And then having, you know, sometimes just two episodes in a row that they're comedy, they're just lighthearted, they're fun. And yep. for this, it's mostly, like, here fights, here fights, here serious things. And the comedy is more, here's, like, a little tiny part of when they're talking about something serious. And Nezko is just like, you know, she has the dot, she has the dot <laughs> eyes or whatever. Yeah. And so, like, it's definitely a different shift. And I feel like it is so far very action heavy. And I wonder if there is going to be like, oh, here's just like a fun episode. Here's, here's the like, beach episode. Here's the beach <laughs> yeah. episode. But, like, I, I'm wondering to see if that's going to happen. If it doesn't happen by the end of the, 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 the season, I think I'll know, like, oh, I, I think I get the show now. Like, I think I get the cadence mm. of it. Yeah, I like... I, Go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. You go ahead. And I think the biggest thing is here that right now we get so few characters that are permanent. Like when you're going back to my hero, that there's classes that you want to really like with class 1A, you want to get to know them. So you need the serious side, but you also need the fun side to kind of show their personalities and all that. This show is 90% Nezgo and Tanjiro. And everyone else we've kind of seen has been there for a couple of episodes and they move on. So I feel like it's hard to get comedy because he's never really, Tanjiro's not really getting many chances to interact with people where he's in a light mood. He's been fighting demons or many people for the first time or training. So I feel like that makes it very hard that early on in the show, he has to get caught up in all that. Then he hasn't had moments to really relax because the second he got his sword, he sent on the mission. After that, he got sent on the next mission. Like he hasn't got a chance to relax and really get off guard. So I feel like that's a big thing that more than likely will change as the show goes on as because eventually it needs the beach episode. It needs that moment where everyone just everything just kind of calms down and he recovers. I mean, we see him getting the shit beat out of him. He can't keep going forever. So I feel like that's something that'll change as we get more consistent characters coming into the show, or even just things start slowing down and we get more lore development or character development. I think that's the biggest difference. Because for my hero, you have so many characters around you from the very beginning. You need to flush them all out, and comedy is a really good way to do that. Yeah, I'm not like I'm not. I'm not, I don't have any really issue with how the show's doing, like, the pacing between the two. Um, it's definitely, like, the like we've already established that the themes are more serious, so I think more comedy would be, wouldn't be a good thing. I don't think it would really suit the vibe of the show. Tanjiro's obviously a very lighthearted character anyways. Like, I mean, he's, I hate to say it, but he's the main character in a shonen who is typically always pretty, like, you know, upbeat and, like, you know, more on the positive side and stuff like that. Um, but, he, you know, we've also seen he's very capable of being serious as well, right? But... I feel like in a show with the setting that this has, um, you you like you don't want too much comedy, and I think what we're, the balance they're having right now with these very like you know like one off little comments like between Tanjiro and Yushiro, that's kind of what brought up this topic was like they're like going back and forth in regards to uh, to Moyo. Um, I think it's a good balance. I think I think it's I'm very happy with it. I don't really have any issues with how they're doing it. Um, I think I would actually be kind of disappointed if we get like a beach episode or something to that to that credit maybe i'm just sick of filler like with like other shows and stuff like that but i feel like i almost feel like the beach episode would kind of ruin the 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 vibe of the show especially going on right now 
Yeah, yeah. I agree. I and I, I I didn't say when I had my point there, but I'm happy with the action oriented. It doesn't feel too stressful. It feels very entertaining, keeping me on, and I don't feel like the bits of comedy and Nezgul cuteness is pretty much what's kind of counteracting yeah. that. And I feel like there's enough of that. And I understand. Like I love Nezgul. Don't get me wrong. I think she's an adorable character. I think she's one of the do- most adorable characters in all of anime that I've watched. But I don't feel like I need more of it right now. I feel like the balance is good, and I love seeing Tanjiro growing and finding new ways to overcome and get used to his powers still. I feel like maybe as the show goes on, I'd want a little bit more, but I think, again, that's going to come to... If you just watch the outro and the intro, there's so many other characters we've yet to meet at this point that I feel like that's where that balance is going to come from more, and that's what I'm looking forward to down the road, versus right now I have no problem with the mm-hmm. balance. Yeah. yeah, I think that's... Yeah. Anyone else want to talk about kind of their stance on this, Dylan? I actually, before we, can we move on to like, can we like circle back to like a thing that happened in the episode? Because I really want to bring it up. Sure. Yeah, what's up? Um, And I figure we're done with this topic. Um, Yushiro should have fucking died, right? So, no. So, yeah. So, because remember, nothing happens if you just sever the head with anything but a Nitrin sword. Right? Oh, you're totally sunlight yeah, you're right. and yeah. swords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only thing that okay. can kill demons. Just, yeah. Okay, okay. No, so de- demons can't kill other yeah, exact- demons. Basically, no. That's why demon demon fighting. Yeah, that's why I remember because oh. like, I remember the exact same feeling when that sh- like the first rewatch, like the first watch through. I was like, oh my god! It's like we just had we and the head starts <laughs> yeah, growing it, back. I'm like, yeah. what? But Ugh. I give full credit to the animation of how they did like the regrowth and everything like that. Very, very like detailed. Very like very gritty. Big fan big fan very like nice you definitely feel the cg in this episode though that's another thing i want to go back to you this was the first time i felt the cg i didn't think it was bad but i felt it after dylan mentioned yeah. it in the episode started looking on. for it too as soon as dylan did it, i was like there it is there it is there it is like i never noticed that before but it didn't no. feel bad but i just want to make note that i did notice cg for the first yeah. time but all right i think this is a good time to wrap it up with taisho's secret here's a taisho secret Tamari balls are actually something that happens in like a lot of festivals. They're super, super old. Typically, they're used kind of like for fun things like kickball, which is like reference, um, or like maybe hacky sack. Um, and they're <clears throat> sometimes made out of old kimonos. That's where you get that embroidery. Hmm. Um, and what's the inside then? And it, I so that's just like uh, it's just like cloth, like it's all of its embroidered cloth. Or the whole thing's just cloth. Yeah, but oh. it can also be um, a little handbag. Um, that people carry around at festivals. And typically, like, a girl would go to a festival, a kimono, um, and it would look like a tamari ball, but it's, like, hollowed out and stuff, and you could use it as a bag. Hmm. I like that. Then it also makes sense why Nezuko kicked it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you know, because it's, it's a thing that ought to be kicked. Yeah. Like, like you, you play with it. Weird. Okay, that makes more, so much more sense of why she just wanted to kick it on first instinct, because that never, yeah. I never understood why she tried to kick in the... I guess she tried to say, like, kind of fight back, but... That yeah, like I mean, like like too. kicks are definitely in her like her repertoire, but like it's not like the only thing she can do. So I was always like, why did she like exclusively try to boot this thing? But that makes sense. Okay, cool, awesome, nice, nice, Dylan. Another good secret, Dylan. You're killing these. But I think with that, unless we have anything else you want to touch back on, that's going to end up this episode of the Demon Slayer Chronicles. Again, thank you all so much for just kind of coming by. Uh, yeah, and make sure to tell all your friends about the Demon Slayer Chronicles podcast and hit us with that five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on. And make sure you check out poppedoff.com and twitter.com slash popped underscore off for updates on this, other podcasts we do. You can even tweet at us and say if you have a, your own Taisho secret. 
But with that, that'll be all for this week's episode. We hope to see you back here next Wednesday. Yeah.